0: This video is the third of a four-video series that Jake Novotny did. We shot this in the spring of 21. Uh, this was a great trip. Just took my son and my dad. Uh, very snowy, uh, early spring trip in the Colorado Mountains. Stayed in a gorgeous cabin, way out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, what a great trip. So I'll always remember this one. Really enjoyed meeting Coach Novotny. A couple things that he presented Uh I personally truly believe had an impact on my program Uh, even something one of his ideas I use regularly in my strength training classes Um, so uh, really what a great trip for me personally and a great trip for chief pigskin if you want to see this video or any other that Novotny shot for us or that we've produced check us out over at (music) clinic.chiefpigskin.com I'm Jake Novotny, I'm the head football coach at Fountain Fort Carson High School, uh, just a little couple minutes south of uh, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, I'm going to be talking today about organizing, implementing, and and drilling your special teams. And um, really, I'm I'm going to be focusing on the aspect of of things that you guys can use, no matter what scheme you do, okay? Because I think there's a lot of things that kind of crossover that can be used at any time during the year, whether it's summer, whether it's uh, fall time. Okay. And, and really the focus of this is going to be how you organize it. Okay. How, and then how do you implement it into a practice schedule? And then what are some drills that are really you can do in a way that are, are going to get your most bang for your buck? Okay. So again, my background uh, here is again, I've been the head coach of Fanville Carson since 2016. Prior to that, I was at CSU Pueblo. That's really where I got, kind of got to grow my special teams knowledge and, and love. Before that, I was at Augustana College in Illinois for, for a brief minute. And then I was at assistant coach at Heritage High School. Before that, um, where I was involved in, in all levels of football. Okay, so let's talk about organizing special teams. All right, and when I say organize, I mean the administrative things that go into it to make it be something that's important to your program. So, how 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 do you do that? Well, one, you got to have a philosophy and stick to it. Are you going to play young guys, or are you going to play play your best players? Right? Well, you know, for us, the success has been that we've done a little bit of both. Um, you know, those young guys that we really believe can contribute. Maybe they're not. Ready to start yet, but that's a great place for them. And then also, you know, when you get into the playoffs, your best guy's got to be running down on kickoff to, to make a tackle. And so um, you we know, really kind of believe in both. You know, what will you emphasize and how will you emphasize it, right? You know, so what, what does that mean? You know, I put championship belt there. Everybody's done this nowadays. We got a special teams championship belt, special teams player of the week gets that guy who makes a big hit or something or a big play on the sideline, you know, gets to, to go grab the championship belt. We give out snickers for big plays on on special teams or the special teams player of the week on our Monday meetings. Um, you know, so, again, we we're going to emphasize special teams as being important. Coaches, every coach in your program has to have a responsibility when it comes to special teams, okay? The only guys I really don't give that to is our offensive coordinator or our defensive coordinator because, um, they, you know, I, I don't want them to cut time from from – uh, special teams because they want to do offense or defensive things, okay? So, um, you know, those are the only two guys that I really don't – usually our O.C. is our, our, our quarterback coach. It's traditionally how I've set it up. So, you know, that, that would be the only other position coach I don't think needs to be involved in that, okay? Um, you, you know, you need to give out the roles and responsibilities early in your preseason meeting and you need to go over those expectations, it's opportunity for a young coach to really be a coordinator of something. Give them a unit. Maybe if they're not a position coach yet, give them a, a position to coach on the special teams. Okay, install. You got to always have an install schedule. Um, we do one for fall camp. We do one for our ten day camp. Um, you know, whether that's scheme, situation, or drills. Like, what are we trying to get to from start to finish, and and, and what are we trying to accomplish? Okay, meetings. Uh, you know, we 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 don't get a lot of time with 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 special teams for coaches. We're going to talk about it on Sunday game plan. The really the trick is is that we want everybody on the same page because we want to have a scheme that transcends week to week. Like we don't try to game plan special teams too much. Now, I was at the college level; that's a little bit different. We want to try and make sure that we can cover all fakes, that we can align uh, soundly. That we can take advantage of what they're doing with things we have built in already. We don't have enough time to scheme scheme, stuff up and go through it on a a weekly basis, okay? Um, For players, you know, it says we meet every day for for 10 minutes, whether that's film, install, or corrections, you know, and that's become more difficult. So now a lot of times what we do is we may send stuff out, you know, on film for them to watch the night before, all right? Um, You know, we try to meet with them early in the week. Try to give my special teams coordinator a chance to meet with him later in the week at some point. He might get ten minutes a week for meeting time, but early, you know, in our fall—excuse me—in our ten-day camp in our summertime, we'll try to keep that more than ten minutes if we can. Um, and then one thing that that we started doing that I think is 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 gotten to be better is um, we kind of steal time instead of having a meeting at the start of practice when our when our practices are done. So, like if we're, you know, if we practice on a Monday and Tuesday we know we're going to be running punt, what we'll do on a Monday is when practice is over, we broke, the team's gone. The guys that are part of punt on Tuesday, if our if our special teams coordinator and the guys that are on special team the punt team coaching want to get out there and walk through some stuff or install some stuff, they're already on the field. He'll hold those guys back for five or ten minutes, steal some time and talk about the things that we're doing on the next day. So we've at least introduced it before we go out on the field. <clears throat> So our you know, special forces is what we call it. We're a big military school here, okay? Um, our special forces philosophy here at FFC is we're gonna take what our opponent gives us, okay? So again, going back to the philosophy of having, having a, a scheme that transcends week to week. What are they gonna give us? We're gonna exploit their tendencies. You know, if we can find a tendency of who they're gonna, how they're gonna kick or you know, who they're trying to hide or what they're gonna try and do, we're gonna try to exploit that as much as we can. Nobody, and we got it in red there, absolutely nobody is is too good for special teams. You know, you're a starter, you're eligible to be put in there. And if you're a a backup, you're eligible to be put in there. We want the best guys that are gonna help us win that are dedicated to it. And we're gonna compete and win in every phase of special teams, okay? And and that looks differently and we have some different metrics of doing that, okay? Here's an example of a sheet of, of organizing your special teams and your coaching responsibilities and who you're gonna give that to, okay? So, as you can see, you know, uh, every coach has something that they're doing. Um, you're, if they don't, they're either a, a O line or D-line coach, but even those guys have some things when it comes to PAT and field goal, okay? Um, you know, or, or they're guys that are, are, you know, the OC or DC, like I was talking about, okay? Um, you know, this is again, from a few years back, you know, I, I also tell my ST, like, ST coordinator put me coaching a position on on every special team so the kids know it's important, right? This year we didn't have to do that. This particular year I'm showing you now, but every year I try to make sure that I do, you know, something with every special team, okay? Uh, Here's an example of some weekly goals that we've used before. Um, You know, you can have a lot of goals. You can have small goals and, and kind of what you're looking at. You know, this is something that we've done to be a little bit more specific for each team. We've also looked about having something that's real general for special teams as well, so that we can actually, you know, kind of talk about it as a whole. But some ideas for you here is you can look, you know, one thing is always having perfect ball security, right? If we're on a, on a punt team or, or if we're on a return unit, uh, we want to be penalty free, 100% substitution correct is correct. Guys in and out, we don't want to be sitting there waiting on somebody because, you know, the PAT field goal teams out there are waiting on the right guard, okay? We don't want to be waiting on that. Uh, we want to successfully defend all fakes, and I think that that really is a big one. We want to make sure that we can do that. We want to have 100% successful uh, PAT kicks, okay? I think that's important. Um, <clears throat> we want to try and have a game changer, where right? It's a score, set up a score, create a turnover, a block, a big return, uh, uh, you know, guy getting a kick off and pinning them inside the five or 10, that's a, that's a game changer to us, okay? Um, you know, our punt team specifically averaged three, four net yards per punt or more, okay? Average four yards or less per return, all right? Uh, punt return, we want to average 10 yards or more on a punt return. We want to get a first down before we actually have to get a first down. Um, kickoff we want to try and keep everything inside the 20 it's a real easy metric and kickoff return you know we want to try and start beyond the the, the 30 if we can and that's that can be difficult uh, at times but we don't want to be we don't want to start where they're going to give us anyways we want to be past that okay all right um, again I'm not going to go through this particularly but uh, you guys can read that sideline procedures I think are really important like we actually sat down and wrote up what the sideline procedures look like for our special teams units. Like, who's going where, which coach is saying it, where, where we're going to, you know, how we're going to break it, um, and those types of things. And, and so, um, you can see we, we did that. We go through this with the kids early on in fall camp. Like, this is what our sideline procedures look like if we're backed up, if we're uh, coming off of a, a punt, like – and, and who's in charge as a coach, what they're supposed to be doing. And so, again, how are we going to get from we just played offense, we just played defense, now we need to go and have a special teams uh, play. All right? And and we might have some guys that are out there playing already. We might have some guys that are on the sideline that are waiting to get on there. And what does that, you know, what do they do if, based on the situation they're in, okay? Um, special teams kicking situation here. This kind of got formatted a little bit uh, crazy here, but, um, Basically, these are all situations that we're going to go through in our fall camp, okay, and, and throughout the year. And this is just a checklist, so you can kind of see, you know, it got kind of messed up here, but uh, punt, kickoff, PAT field goal, right? You know, punt, we want to know what pooch punt, coming out, taking a safety, fake punt, right? Again, we we'll just go through and, and we're going to check these off. PAT field goal, like, you know, fakes. Fire calls, all those different things. Kickoff return. What happens is if we have a surprise onside or if an obvious hand side, uh, uh, onside kick, right? And our hands team is out there. We want to make sure we cover all those things with the kids a few times early on, okay? Okay, our kicking operation times um, is, you know, we want our kickoff hang time to be four seconds uh, or less. Again, adjust our coverages, our punt long snaps. Uh, we want them from, from the time it's snapped uh, to the punter in hand, about 0.75. Seconds Um, total operation time for a punt needs to be about right at two seconds or less. Punt hang time is about four seconds, and then for PAT field goal, we want to be in that uh, second to to you know um, second and a half or or less. Okay. So here's an example of an installation schedule for um, our special teams units. Okay. Um, this was kind of a fall camp from a few years back, where when we're going to have a walkthrough, we're not. But again, it's just what are we trying to accomplish in practice and having a plan for it. It's nothing that anybody hasn't done for their their uh, offense or defense, but just taking that to special teams. So you make sure you hit on special team. For us, we try to make sure we hit on two special teams a day throughout fall camp. Okay, so practicing special teams. So how do we do it? So in fall camp, you know we're going to work on base install. We're going to find our personnel. We're going to cover situations, and, and even before that, in the summer, we're going to run a lot of basic drills. Okay, uh, depth chart-wise, we're going to start posting that in the locker room every day. We want we do something. We have kids highlight their name every day, so we know they looked at it. All right. Um, each coach is going to have a depth chart in hand when they're out at practice. All right. Um, and, and then we want to predetermine scout teams if we're going to use those at any point because um, we will utilize those every now and then. Right? We want to script as much as we can for special teams because we limit the reps there. And then we try to do 15 to 20 minutes of special teams work every day, whether that's walkthrough, install, or drills and live reps. Okay. And then you got to prioritize your practice minutes as you go through a, a, a game week. Punt, we try to go 15 to 20 minutes. Kickoff, 15 to 20 minutes. Punt return, about 15 minutes a week. Kickoff return. You know, 10 to 15 minutes, again, even less more as as the season goes on. And PAT field goal, about 15 minutes per week. Okay, this is an example of a, of a of a a kick script or basically just a a script for we would do on a, on our specialist or our heavy special teams day. Everything's we're trying to work situations how we would call it again. Nothing nobody's not hasn't done before, but in trying to be organized as we implement stuff again. This is our, spe, our special teams depth chart. Okay, this updates weekly. We tell the kids to check it every day. We post it in our locker room up on the whiteboard. We only post one. We put a highlighter next to it, and then. My special teams coordinator checks it every day to make sure that they actually look and they know where they're supposed to be. Okay, Here's our, our special teams checklist script that we, we do and cover situations every thir- uh, Friday before a game. And we've pared some of this down, but again, these are just different situations that we make sure the kids cover and, and know by the time we go to the game Friday. Okay, so Efficient special teams uh, in practice. So A couple of things to think about. Special teams... Uh, We do all of them at the start of practice. We try to get them done early. We try to make sure that um, while we're doing those, uh, you know, kids are focused and they know it's important by putting it the start of practice, okay? You know, when we put it at the start of practice, we try to, while that stuff is going on, while special teams is going on at the start of practice, um, what we've learned to do is not just have everybody watching as like 11 kids are out there doing stuff. So what we do is if the kid is not in the too deep or on the JV of that special teams, Okay, then they are off working either in, in doing pod work or they're doing group work or they're doing a walkthrough uh, or they're with their position coach doing review. I have some coaches that bring iPads out and they take their kids and they're showing them film if they couldn't show them film earlier that day. They're doing something. So if they're not involved in that special team or we don't need them to, to give a look on, a, on, on something for, for a scout team or whatever, they are basically out there getting work in something else that they're doing so that we don't have guys just standing around, okay? You don't always need to go 11 on 11 for all team reps, right, you can do half-line stuff, you can do a lot of that type of stuff. You can can walk through it, okay? It doesn't always need to be 11 on 11 for all team reps, all right, Um, you don't need to kick the ball each time when you're doing special teams. Like, we spend more time wasting chasing balls around because we kicked it and the guy shanked it or whatever, okay, we don't need to do that, okay, if it's punt, Return and you got a scout punt team out there, then just have a coach toss the ball up to a kid. All right, like be efficient in that. Um, So, some efficient practice methods do half like for punt, do half line protection drill, do half line hold up for your your punt team or what we call our punt return team is what we call hammer or hammer unit. Okay, all right, do do half line. All right, walk through it, jog through it, make sure they're targeting the right guys. That's more important than maybe just going full live. Okay. Do a half line cover for kickoff. We do that all the time. We'll go ones, twos, and threes, right? Fours, fives, and sixes. They go and it's just one group going as opposed to the whole 11 going. Okay? Do half line kickoff return or have different groups go based on the return you're doing. You don't need to do all full 11 all the time. Something else that you can do for punt and punt return, we do a lot of five- or ten-yard cover so we're not running our kids to death for a five-minute special teams period, right? So they snap the ball, they punt it, and they're going to get to their landmarks five to ten yards down the field as fast as they can go. Um, Pot and group works, and, and we do those types of things. Um, and then we always, I mean... We, we do need to run live reps. so We always try to run at least one, two live reps in the script if, if we're going to be doing some of those other methods. Okay, so here are some effective special teams drills that I found that kind of transcend the different opportunities and the different things that you're going to do no matter what for special teams, okay? So the first thing is our, our special forces circuit. This is something we run early in camp. We do this in the summer. We do this in spring. These are just basic things that you need for any and all special teams. And it's really for us to help evaluate kids and how they move and and if they're guys that we would like to use on special teams, okay? And so um, it's, again, with special teams, I'm a huge believer in circuit work because you don't have enough time to do do everything, okay? And so we generally put them in uh, by position or body type or whatever. And when we do these circuits early on, we make everybody do it. And then if we do these circuits as the season goes on, which as the season goes on, we do less and less circuits. But if we are doing these, we to do these as the circuit uh season's going on, these circuits become more geared towards the kids that are playing the position. So the first one is our general special forces circuit, okay? And again, we're wanting to see how kids move and, and run. So the first one is our hoops and, and, and block point. Run. Everybody's done this before where we're gonna have one guy really get off hard uh, on a visual stimulus. He's gonna turn the corner, bend, okay? Dip his shoulders, rip, come around, and he's going to take the the uh, ball off the top of the table. Okay, we're not going to get high and extend. We're going to learn how to block a, a punt or block a kick by keeping it low. And again, we say scrape the top of the tablecloth. Okay, um, to the block point. All right. And again, we're just seeing who can bend, who can move. Okay, who's long enough to do that? Who's not going to shy away from blocking something? Okay, and we don't. You can do it two different ways, we've, We or actually a couple different ways. We can use a football and have a coach just kind of toss it as the kid comes through to block it. We've gotten those footballs on the stick where we've just kind of raised those up as the kids come through. Um, we've used volleyballs, whatever, to have them get used to doing that. And the coaching point being is, is finish through the block point, lower your shoulder, and make sure you keep your hands low as you're coming through the block point. Okay. The other one, station two, is, is um, what we call lions and gazelles. We do this drill a lot. Okay, but basically it's going to be three on one. We have a ball carrier, and this is all leveraged, leveraged tackling, right? The outside guys are keeping the ball on his inside, on their inside hip, on their inside shoulder. They're going to near foot that, okay? We're a hawk tackling team, so we're talking near foot. And the middle guy is going to front the ball up, okay? And we want to make sure that we're working on vicing and vicing, okay? The ball carrier is going to start two yards. It's, it, it, we got about a 10-yard window we're going to work there. So the ball carrier is starting two to three yards behind, um, the 10-yard line and the three defenders or, or cover cu- or guys are staying three yards uh, to, to five yards back, and their goal is to go as fast as they can, gain ground, and vice the ball down as they're doing that. Okay, And then uh, station three is our leverage and balance drill. There's a lot of different things going on here. The first phase is we're going to have just kids run a line as fast as they can, then we want to see them stop. Stop with the proper leverage foot up, make sure that that they can come to a balance without tripping over themselves. Okay, all right. Then the second phase that we do this, all right, is now we're going to have kids go to a specific um, direction as they come down. So now they're going to run down instead of stopping. Okay, the coach is going to point to a direction we want to see them change direction and finish through in the proper leverage foot. Okay, so if I'm running down and the coach points to my right, I'm gonna go and redirect. I'm gonna stay in good leverage, good pad level, okay? And I'm going to start coming to balance and making sure I end with the proper leverage foot up, all right? Then the next part is, or, or uh, phase three is, we're gonna work on coming down hard, and now coach is gonna to point to cones that are at the side of it, and they're gonna stick their foot in the ground, and we wanna see them run hard and get to the cone, all right, in, in proper pursuit angle, all right? And that's a great drill for a lot of different things. We do that one throughout the summer. All right, and then the last one's kind of a kickoff drop drill, and this one's really more to just see who can flip their hips, who can who can uh, work angles with guys, who can get good aiming points and target points. The same one anybody else has done, about five yards apart, okay? Kickoff return guy's on about the, the numbers. Kickoff guy's on the sideline. Kickoff guy's gonna run hard down the line. Kickoff return guy's gonna work on aiming point doing what we call a J-hook and making sure that they get proper aiming points on their hands, hat placement, all right, and they're riding guys out. Alright? So our punt circuit, we have uh, two series for this, okay? We have the first one where we're working on, on blocking, and then we have another one we're working on covering. So you can see these are all the different blocks that, that we've utilized in our guy's uh, fan blocks or down blocks, really the one or two things. And then releasing off of that block and then stacking the, the guy after they get through it. So those are all different ways we're gonna work this, okay? So here's, here's that. We got fan blocks there where we're gonna have somebody who signifies who uh, is the snapper, and we're gonna spread those guys out. And again, guys, you can do this no matter what your scheme is, because no matter what your scheme is, you're gonna be doing a fan block or a down block. So you can do this for a shield punt, you could do this for a pro punt, you could do this for a hybrid punt, kind of like what we run. So um, as you can see, this is the same circuit that I give my coaches. We print it out, their names are on it, they know what drills are on it, right? So the fan blocks, they're gonna work on having a guy head up to outside of them and taking proper steps, proper aiming points. Doing the same thing in the down block station. The guys are gonna be head up to inside of them based on the call, okay? Again, we're working something without having to go 11 on 11. Then we're working releases, so we're gonna be fitted up with a guy, okay? And now we have to work on, we fan blocked him, and now we gotta get off and get into coverage. Okay, and that's usually just a five yard drill, so we're working on you know, rip and swim, we're working on push-pull and getting off as quick as we can after we've heard the punt off, okay? Then we have a stack. Net and fold drill. Okay. Now we're talking about we've just got our release. That guy's on my hip. He's trying to 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 block me now because the return's going. And now I got to work on stacking him or, or you know, basically getting in front of him and making sure that he's chasing my jersey instead of um you know being right inside leverage on me. We want to make sure we release. We're gonna stack back on top of that guy and make him have to, to work to get in front of me. Okay, so that's you know that's a day one install punt drill, a punt circuit that we're gonna do um, and, and, and touch base on a lot of times throughout the, the fall camp. Okay. Our second punt circuit's about releases and, and actual coverage. Okay, so again, fan block releases, down block releases, stack drill, net and fold. Okay, so again, real similar to the drill that we, uh, to the circuit we saw before, but now it's more geared on releases. We're gonna fit them up in the proper position, maybe put it together where they're gonna actually block and release. On the fan block, same thing with the down block with the guy head up to inside of him, fan block head up to outside of him, okay? Stack drill, this is just us working on against the guy on, he's in my inside hip and I gotta work to stack him. I gotta work to keep stacking him, work to keep stacking him without him getting me out of my coverage lane. And we're gonna do that to a, to a finish point. And then the net and full drill is the same drill we did in the last circuit. We are working on, we were fitted up with the guy, now we gotta swipe and stack and get on top of him, okay? This is kind of a, a full team drill. There's two variations of this here. All right. When we're te- teaching coverage lanes, okay, we're gonna teach our kids, you know, based on whatever your punt is, I got it drawn up to shield punt. We're kind of a hybrid punt now, but it's the same deal, all right? The if we were gonna teach it the you know the very first day, um, we would do the one on the left there where we're working on fanning out, getting to our landmarks. We would get about 20 yards downfield, come to balance. Okay, the the returner there is gonna move back and forth, or you have a coach there pointing left and right, and the kids are gonna shuffle, keeping it on their leverage foot or their leverage, their leverage side so that they're always in leverage. Okay. Our gunners for us, they're 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 spill players, they're reckless players, so they go first, okay, and then everybody else is, is the net or the fan. If you want to get it more competitive, which I highly suggest, there's a lot of ways to get these drills competitive. Okay, the one on the right there. I'm sure everybody's seen it, where you have the guards and the tackles kind of w- work around a cone or a trash can, okay? And then when you blow the whistle, they got to all, basically based on where they're at, fan out, make sure we have guys that are inside, guys that are outside, and guys that are kind of the force guys, all right? And they got to work their way um, to the returner. You can have them work, as you can see on there, to cones or landmarks the first couple times. And again, it's kind of a competitive drill to see who's the first guy out and can they, can they recognize and see where they need to go. So that's how we kind of t- teach Punt coverage lanes, okay? Um, pump block circuit. So kind of our our hammer circuit or our, our pump block circuit, some different things that we look at, okay? Again, teaching everything in circuits. This is anything that, okay, if we're on the hammer team, which is punt return for us, we're going to teach them how to block a punt, and we're going to teach them how to, how to get in return phase. So this is our block party circuit. So again, we're going to run the hoops like we did in the first drill. Same coaching points, low, bend your shoulder, be a, you know, bend, and make sure you turn tight to the hoop, okay? Come across, get your hands down, scrape the table, okay? Then we have the chutes here where we're gonna work underneath our table or our chute, okay, our trap chute is what we call it, and we got two lines going, and basically we want these guys to get off hard and low, and they're gonna bend it like they're running the hoop, but they're working on staying low and not standing straight up to a block point, okay? And it's gonna be right outside the, the table there, and they're working hard to a block point, same technique as the hoops, Okay, but now we're just focusing on the, the get off and being low, okay? Then we just have a, a, a circuit there We're called block fundamentals or a drill where we're just literally gonna slow down and teach them, okay, how do you hold your hands? Okay, overlapping hands, extending the arms out, not up, okay, um, and make sure your eyes are open on contact, okay? We don't wanna make sure that we're closing our eyes because we don't see what's going on. Okay, and then we do another one we call pop-ups where we're really working through. We see so much shield pump, we're working on, okay, If I'm, you know, the middle guy's through, where am I hitting the shield? And how am I working through the shield to get to the block point, okay? Knowing that it's gonna be four on three in most situations that we're trying to work. All right? Um, We have a a hammer circuit and an exposed drill, and I'll show that here in a second. So (coughs) our our hammer circuit, um, you can kind of see here, it looks like we had some of the formatting issues here again, but long story short, our, our, our hammer circuit, there's three drills here. We have our pin and wheel drill, Okay, we have chew the hip, okay, which is, is down here. Okay, and we have our intersect drill. So our, our pin-the-wheel drill is down here. If you guys can see that's the one that's in the end zone or the shaded area. <clears throat> and basically all pin the wheel is, is is making sure that this is the attack phase of, of, of punt return. I'm on the front line guys, I'm stepping across. Okay, I'm going to attack that guy and then as he releases, I'm going to work to get into his hip pocket and get my eyes and my near hand in his hip pocket. That's pin and wheel. So I'm going to pin him by attacking him and I'm going to let him wheel me around and get my eyes into his hip pocket. Okay. Um, then down here, this one right here is our chew the hip drill. We see the two guys that's going there and this is basically just like an old man coverage drill. where I'm going to be about one yard by one yard inside relationship. I'm the punt return guy punt guy is going to run, he's going to chop his feet and go down, He'll chop his feet and drop his hips. And every time he does that, I'm going to do that meaning that I'm mirroring him or I'm chewing the hip. Okay. And then our intersect drill here is the final phase of, of, of our hammer circuit or our punt return. Okay. We're going to put a pop-up about 15 or 20 yards down the field, we're going to put basically four lines, one on each side of the pop-up, and those lines are going to be a punt return guy and a punt guy. And the punt return guy is going to beat the guy to the intersect point. I'm not going to chase him. I'm not going to chase him. I'm going to beat him to the pop-up, and then I'm going to try and throw my shoulder and basketball screen him. Okay, and if I can get in front of him and wheel him out, then I'll do that as well. All right. So we're just teaching them aiming point and leverage in intersect. Okay. Here's what we call our hammer exposed drill. This is a drill that we can do. Uh, that's a competitive drill. We get the guys out there that are our front line punt guys. Then we get the guys out there that are our front line hammer or punt return guys and we just go right down the line. We go in this order. Wide receivers and corners go first. We put a returner or a pop up about 30 yards down the field and those guys are working against each other. They're working whatever punt technique we're telling them to work versus whatever hammer technique we're tra- telling them to work and they're working it. And we're going winners and losers and then we go tackles, okay? Then we go guards, all right? And then we start it over again. And We film this and we see who are, who is the best at stacking guys and um beating them, who's the best at pinning guys out, wheeling them and chewing the hip and beating them to the intersect point. So it's taking all those drills that we just did and putting them together. Okay. Um, so here's a couple more punt versus hammer drills that, that we really believe in that are competitive drills that we try to focus on. Okay. So the first one is called pride drill. We tell them to go earn the belt. And this is really similar to the hammer exposed drill but it's in a one-on-one setting. So you can see we have Uh, The the brown circle signified the the punt team, okay, and the yellow circle signified the hammer or punt return team, and they can line up in any one of those four areas, and their goal is is that they're going to basically pin and wheel and, and work that guy, chew the hip, beat him to the intersect point 30 yards down the field. Okay, the brown circles are going to use any release we've taught them, and their goal is to keep working, stacking, 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 all the way down to try and touch the cone again. And we'll just go right. Sometimes we go all four together. Sometimes we go this guy goes, this guy goes, this guy goes, this guy goes all the way down. Okay, um, really depends. And a lot of times we like to create matchups. Right? Um, we'll say this guy's going against this guy. We want to see who can really can really be that that the guys we're looking for on those teams. Okay. Another one called Trojan on Trojan. All right, this is punt versus punt defense oriented drill, okay? Um, we always wanna have a winner and loser in this drill, all right? And, and so this one's kind of the focus is on taking a good step and working your punt protection, all right? And then the defensive per perspective is you're really trying to work on getting off, having pad level, finishing through the block point. So this is a competitive punt protection and punt block drill. So this is what it looks like, okay? And so you can see here, we'll align them in any different way. We'll give our <clears throat> punt team a, a protection call for us, red or blue, and we'll get, And then we tell our, our hammer team they can line up in any way they want. We're going to put the ball 14 yards back there. We'll go half line just like this, and we'll go two versus two, all right? And we'll say, hey, punt team, your job is to keep them out. Hammer team, your job is to get to a block and we time it based on what we think should be the time that we get the punt off, right? Right? We talked about that at the start. We want the punt off, right, in two seconds or less. So we're going to go two seconds. They don't get to the block point in two seconds. The punt team wins. If they get there in two seconds, hammer team wins. It's a competitive drill to work your punt protection. Again, not always having to go 11 on 11, all right? Here's some kickoff drills, all right? This one's an old button press drill, real, real good drill for working avoid, okay, and stun and locate the ball, right? And we do this early in camp. Okay, these, these X's signify uh, a player, and they're gonna basically just turn their body left or right. The kickoff guys right here are gonna be running on the line. If that guy turns, you know, whatever way, I'm gonna attack his butt side and restack the line. That's why we work on a line. And then down here we have coaches holding bags. The kids are going to stun the bags, locate the ball, come off of it, and make sure that they attack the ball with their leverage side foot up. Always talking leverage side, right? And so the biggest thing with this is that this is really what kickoff is in our scheme if you're a three to the opposite three, right? You're an interior guy, you're going to be working this. You're going to avoid early and attack late, right? The red bags are the wedge guys. The front line guys are the guys that are trying to block you early in the down, right? So we're going to get down there, we're going to avoid, we're going to stack, we're going to make them chase us, but we're going to attack late, come off, shed, make sure we shed to the side the ball carrier's going, we're going to make sure we attack with our leverage side. <clears throat> Here's a contain drill for your ones or whoever your contain guys are in your kickoff, real simple, put them wherever they're going to be located in your uh, scheme, okay, and have them work on Basically, we, we put kind of a landmark about 25, 30 yards down the field. They're gonna work on what we call trimming the fat. So they're gonna work up the field. And then as the ball carrier declares left or right, they need to adjust their path. All right, they need to adjust their path either way to either, if it's coming to me, keep my leverage on him, basically my outside arm free, forcing them back inside. Okay, but I want to do it tight to that landmark or to that cone or to that bag that I have there and make him try to cut it up early. If I'm the backside guy, the ball carrier goes away from me. I want to go around that pad. I want to make sure that I go around the pad or that cone or that coach or whoever's standing there as tight as I can. And I want to bend it aggressively and chase him down from the backside at a tight angle. Okay. We don't want to loop. We don't want to have bananas on the backside. We want to go hard and tight, being an extra fitter that they don't account for. Okay? Then we have what we call the split and feather drill. This is now taking your ones who are your contained guys, and your twos for us who are our uh, safeties, right? We try to layer our kickoff team with at least uh, two layers of where we can. So for us, our ones and our our contain guys and our twos are our safeties. So we just work, it's the same drill as the contain drill for the ones. The twos on the other hand are going to be our guys that they're gonna get a hard burst for about 25 yards. They're gonna to start to slow up and feather down and make sure that they put themselves in a the position by folding in to be the extra guy. Or if the ball gets spilled, they're gonna be the guy that runs it down to the sideline, right? And so unique to our scheme, What we do is we add two blockers there with the ball carrier. As they're working their landmarks, if the blockers go attack the one on whatever side he is, that one is gonna spill the ball right now and go attack both blocks because we have the guy over the top that's going to fit it, just like we would do if we were a defensive scheme. Okay, And so that's what's signifying over here with the one and two, the one is coming. Both blockers are coming to him, I'm gonna spill it, Attack the wedge or the kickouts, the two's gonna fold over the top. On the backside, the one is cutting that angle hard, like we talked about, aggressively. And our two now is becoming a long fold guy where he's gonna start folding in like he normally would. Ball's going backside, he wants to track the near hip of the ball carrier, okay, but he's doing it in a long manner. Okay, and then here's how we teach kickoff, okay, in our kickoff circuit, right? We're gonna work our takeoff drill. We're, we're literally just running as hard as we can working on timing it up with the kicker and that we're attacking the line and there's no air in the line as we take off and we're gonna sprint hard for 10 yards our key drill if you work on if you're a kickoff team that reads keys you know we used to do that we don't do it as much anymore but we'll give them the whatever key we want them to read basically we're working on as I'm working up field and the front line starts to squeeze inside of me, I'm going to squeeze inside with them. If the front line is getting depth, I'm going to keep working up the field okay, and, and trying to make sure that they understand who's trying to attack them. okay. Then we do a button shed and tackle. Now this is, again, more aggressive. We try to, to work this in a kind of a closed, confined area. This is more the second half of, of, of the kickoff phase where we're going to work on sticking our foot in the ground, splitting the kickoff return guy, button, shocking, and shed in based off where the returner goes. Those cones are maybe three to five yards apart max. And then they're gonna attack, rip off, and get in good leverage t- uh, tackle fit up. Okay, Our speed and arm over tackle, uh, all that is is, is working the front half of the drill now where we're gonna beat that guy with speed. We're still gonna keep that, that, uh, that those cones three to five yards apart, but instead of trying to butt and shed him, what I'm gonna do now is I'm going to work to arm over him or beat him with speed butt side in that cone to go make the tackle, okay? So we have one where we're gonna attack and we're gonna attack and shed, and then we have one where we're gonna to try to work with beating with speed or beating butt side, okay? This drill is a competitive drill, the strike force drill. All this is is, is is taking kickoff and then the techniques we learn in kickoff return, and and working it in a one-on-one manner where the kickoff guy and the kickoff return guy, the kickoff guy is working to a returner, okay, trying to tackle him in a confined space here, about 10 yards between them, okay? And now the kickoff return guy is going to drop, do his J hook. All right, and now he's working on trying to get in front of that guy and wheel him out while the kickoff guy is trying to beat him front side. Okay, and this is a competitive one-on-one drill. Okay. Here's a drill that we work on. It's called Trap the Eagle. It's very similar, very similar to Lions and Gazelles. Okay, um, we make this a big deal throughout fall camp. But again, it's just working three on one tackle, working leverage, working on taking the the line. You can see there on this diagram. There's a, a a blue dot line. that says goal. The goal is the ball carrier wants to get across that line. The defender doesn't. Want, the defenders don't want him to get across that line. But the defenders have to cross that line to really be successful. Okay. Then we have, you know, one thing that I think is always difficult is how do you do you work kickoff and kickoff returns safely? It gets really difficult to do, uh, especially late in the year, eleven on eleven. So you you know, one drill we love to do is is this three on three drill, which is a competitive drill. It's about thirty five yards in length by about oh, twenty yards in width. Okay, it's three on three. The X's there are the kickoff return guys and the the blue dots there are the kickoff guys. You have one returner, okay? And basically, again, we're working depth, we're working J hooks, okay? And the kickoff guys are working to beat him, all right? We time it up with the returner so he's not getting the ball and going off right away. He's acting like he's fielding the kick, all right? And then again, this is just like Oklahoma but in the kickoff standpoint where they're gonna be working in a confined setting on the techniques that we've just practiced. If you wanted to add a safety, you could add a safety here for the kickoff team to make it four versus four. All right, um, and that safety would be you know a guy that's maybe off to the side, and you have him work on folding in. Okay, um, some kickoff return drills. Okay, we keep it pretty simple. Kickoff is very simple for us. We have one, maybe two schemes. All right, we're gonna work on a mirror drill, collision and shadow drops, and a combo drill. Right, so mirror drill is just old mirror dodge drill. Cones are five yard apart. Kickoff guys gonna shuffle back and forth and do some wiggle while the kickoff return guys gonna be in a good position, square stance. And on that near hip and mirroring his movement. Okay. Our collision and wall drill, all right, is basically working as I'm going to make contact with the kickoff guy 30 yards down the field. How am I going to do that? So we can find the settings five yards apart. Okay. And you just work on your squared up. That guy's going to pick a side and you're going to attack his hip and ride him out. Okay. Our drop drill is basically just working on your drops, getting good depth. Making sure you know where the return is. A lot of times, this is just a walkthrough drill. Okay, where we're just walking through, getting good depth, knowing where the kickoff guy is, knowing if I can either uh, if I can either ride him out or if I have to um, spin backside, and if he's trying to attack my butt side, if I have to wheel back and and then ride him out that way. Okay, and then combo drill is taking collision drill and drop drill and putting them together and doing it in a competitive way, so those guys don't again kickoff guy will try to hit the cones. Kickoff return guy, keep him away from that. Okay, and so um, those are all good drills. we usually won't add the combo drill until we've done those other drills a few times? All right. So my final thoughts on special teams: you got to make it important for us. We do the championship belt. All right, our our special teams player of the week carries out the flag on a Friday night. Um, is you know we have flags that we go out with, and one of them is a special teams guy. We give snicker bars for big plays. Um, you know, can't an idea. I've never done this, but I have a friend that's. You can't play varsity position until you play an SD position. You know, I don't know if any of us can afford to do that sometimes, but um, you know, that's an idea for some of you guys if you're having trouble getting buy-in. Uh, coaches have to be on the same page, and you have to coach enthusiastically when you're doing special teams. Okay, you got to be organized. Cannot cut practice time of special teams, and you got to keep it simple. Play flat, playing fast, and let your athletes make plays. And when I say keep it simple, like. Kickoff, we have one scheme. The kids do the same thing all the time. Kickoff return, we have one main scheme and a changeup. Okay? Not, not to mention the, the hands teams and the on-site team. Right? Punt, our punt schemes probably our most complicated. We have some calls and checks, but it's fairly simple for our kids now that we've done it for a few years. Our hammer team, we line up the same way all the time. Okay, And we get different looks off of it and we can block if we want, we can return if we want to, but it's the same alignment generally every time. Okay, PAT field goal and field goal block Okay, is, is gonna be pretty simple for us as well. Okay, and You gotta make sure your players understand why you're doing and drilling special teams. Right? So again, I really appreciate it. I appreciate the guys at Chief Pigskin for filming and, and being a part of, of letting me do this. Um, if you guys ever need anything for special teams, you want more on what we do schematically. Okay, I'll be glad to, uh, to help you guys with that. Um, please give me a call uh, a couple of the the, the uh, slides had some some technical issues so if you want those slides particularly to see what it looked like please let me know I'd be glad to give those to you guys um, you can have this presentation you'll email me whatever you want to do okay uh, again thanks again and if you guys need anything found for Carson is always open to you